We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. It's saying that there's ships coming to the city of Tyre from the farthest distance. But here we're told that the ships of Tarshish are told to wail or to weep because Tyre is laid waste. Verse 1 again says there's no house. There's no harbor left. It's all destroyed. All the homes are destroyed. The harbor is destroyed so that you can't even bring ships into the harbor anymore. In his message today, Pastor Dan provides background information on the town of Tyre. Tyre was known as a large commerce center that was tied to sea trade. Jesus and Paul traveled to Tyre during their ministries. Chapter 23 of Isaiah foreshadows of the destruction that Tyre will face and warns those traveling to Tyre to weep, for the whole town has been destroyed. Pastor Dan will go on to teach that the Lord brings this destruction due to the pride that came from riches. It was not the riches themselves that brought the damage, but pride in those riches. And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 23, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We have been in this section of Isaiah where Isaiah is sharing burdens against different nations, nine nations in all. Uh, And this section began back in chapter 13, and we come to the end of this section with chapter 23 with the final burden, uh, and this final burden is against Tyre. Tyre. Just to give you some background on the city of Tyre, Tyre is directly north of Israel, Uh, It's in modern-day Lebanon. It was part of the Phoenician Empire. It was the leading city or the greatest city in the Phoenician Empire. It was established in 3000 B.C. Uh, So as Isaiah is writing this, Tyre is 2,300 years old in Isaiah's day. So it's a very, very old city. And Tyre was uh, the greatest maritime power in the ancient world at that time. They had a a powerful navy. Their merchant ships sailed all over the ancient world. The city of Tyre had a very large, deep harbor, and merchant ships from Tyre brought goods from all over the world, all over the Mediterranean Sea and beyond, to the city of Tyre, where goods were sold there in the city of Tyre. So think of the city of Tyre as the ancient world's version of Amazon. That was Tyre. Tyre was the place everybody in the world went to buy goods and to sell goods. 
It all happened in the city of Tyre. Uh, many other nations depended on Tyre and the, the merchant ships of Tyre to transport their goods and ship their goods all over the world. So they dominated the sea. They dominated commerce and trade upon the sea. In verse 3, Tyre is called the marketplace of the world. It gives you an idea of what this city was. It was the marketplace of the world. In Ezekiel chapter 27, verse 3, it's called the trading center of the world. Uh, And because of Tyre's uh, shipping abilities and commerce, they became a commercial center in the ancient world, and that made them a very, very wealthy city. And it was a decadent city. It was an affluent city. It was uh, materialistic. Uh, Again, in Ezekiel chapter 28, uh, verse 12, the city of Tyre is described as the model of perfection. Speaking of the city itself, uh, the physical look of the city, the model of perfection and perfect in beauty. Uh, Ezekiel 27 describes the decks of the ships of Tyre as being made out of pine planks from Cyprus, imported from Cyprus, and inlaid with ivory. This gives you an example of how decadent and affluent the city of Tyre uh, was, how indulgent it was. Tyre was also known for their idolatry. It was a very idolatrous city. It was the center of uh, Baal worship. Alec Moyer, in his commentary on Isaiah, said, The strength and durability of Tyre, along with its crass materialism and idolatry, made it, in any case, a good proving ground for the sovereignty of God. Tyre and Israel also had a long history together. Uh, If you remember, um, the king of Tyre, Hiram, provided David with the building materials and craftsmen to build David's palace. In Jerusalem. Archaeologists have uncovered the palace of David or the, the remains of David's palace, and there is Phoenician architecture, architecture that's characteristic of Phoenicia in the architecture of David's palace, of the ruins that are there. In 2 Chronicles chapter 2, again, Hiram, the king of Tyre, provided the materials and craftsmen once again, this time for Solomon to build the temple in Jerusalem, the temple to the Lord, to Yahweh. He sent the materials down from Tyre. Remember, he floated the logs down, the cedar logs. He floated them down the Mediterranean sea coast, down to the port city of Joppa, and then they were transported over land to the city of Jerusalem. And he sent down stonemasons and craftsmen to construct the temple for Solomon. Uh, and I want to read to you just a passage, Second Chronicles chapter 2. This is Hiram, the king of Tyre. Again, it's an idolatrous city. Uh, this is his response when Solomon asks him to send the materials and craftsmen to Jerusalem to build the temple. This is what he says. Hiram, the king of Tyre, answered in writing and sent to Solomon, saying, Because the Lord Yahweh loves his people, He has made you king over them. Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, for he has given King David a wise son, 
endowed with prudence and understanding, who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal house for himself. That's a pagan king saying that. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. And so you you have Hiram providing the materials and craftsmen for the building of the temple under Solomon. Later on, Ahab, the king of Israel, marries Jezebel. Jezebel was from Phoenicia. She was from that area of Tyre. And remember, Jezebel brought Baal worship into the land of Israel never before uh, and just greatly influenced Israel for evil and for wickedness and brought in idolatry. Uh, She persecuted the prophets of the Lord God. So then you see that with Ahab. In the New Testament, we know that Jesus traveled to the city of Tyre. We're told that in the Gospels. He traveled up to Tyre in Sidon. Uh, We're we're told in the Gospels in Mark chapter 3 that people from Tyre came down to Galilee to hear Jesus teach. They heard of him. They traveled from Tyre down to the Galilee to hear Jesus. Uh, Jesus healed the daughter of a Syrophoenician woman up in the region of Tyre in Matthew chapter 15. In the book of Acts, we know that the apostle Paul also journeyed to Tyre and stopped off there. And he met with some disciples that were living there in the city of Tyre. And there's, there's a great little passage I want to read to you. In the book of Acts, in Acts 21, Paul coming back from a missionary journey, he's heading to Jerusalem, he lands at Tyre, uh, and he stops there, and it says he stayed there for seven days in the city of Tyre, and there he met with some disciples that lived in that city, and then it says, and when we had come to the end of those days in Tyre, we departed and went on our way, and they all accompanied us, all the believers that are there in in Tyre, which probably wasn't many, they all accompanied us with their wives and with their children until we were out of the city, and then we knelt down on the shore and we prayed. And when we had taken our leave of one another, we boarded the ship and they returned home. And so this little group of believers in Tyre They walk Paul and Luke out of the city to send them on their way on their missionary journeys. And before they board the ship, the believers with their wives and children kneel down in the sand there on the beach with Paul and Luke and pray with them and then send them on away. Just a wonderful, wonderful picture that takes place there in Tyre. And so that gives you some background on the city of Tyre. Now let's look at what the text says. Chapter 23, verse 1, the burden against Tyre. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for it is laid waste, so that there is no house and no harbor. From the land of Cyprus it is revealed to them. It says, you ships of Tarshish. Tarshish uh, was believed to be possibly in Spain, Uh, Some even believe it could have been Great Britain. It was an area that was very far away. Again, possibly Spain, possibly Great Britain. Uh, The phrase, ships of Tarshish, uh, that that came to mean ships that were capable of traveling on a long voyage. Uh, And so whenever you see that in the Old Testament, it's talking about ships that are coming from a great distance, 
a far distance away. Remember Jonah, the prophet in the Old Testament, uh, when the Lord God called Jonah to go to Nineveh, which was to the northeast of Israel. He told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah instead went down to Joppa and got on a ship headed to Tarshish. He went the opposite direction. And Tarshish in that day, that was like the edge of the world. That was as far as you could possibly go. Jonah's trying to get as far away from God's will as he can get. You know, that's Tarshish. And so the idea here, when it's talking about the ships from Tarshish that sailed to Tyre, is saying that there's ships coming to the city of Tyre from the farthest distance. But here we're told that the ships of Tarshish are told to wail or to weep because Tyre is laid waste. Verse 1 again says there's no house, there's no harbor left. It's all destroyed. All the homes are destroyed. The harbor is destroyed so that you can't even bring ships into the harbor anymore. It's just left in ruins. The people in Cyprus, on the island of Cyprus, are talking about the destruction of Tyre. Now, Ezekiel 26 gives us a greater description of what happened to the city of Tyre. So let's turn over to Ezekiel 26. And Ezekiel chapters 26 through 28 are all about the city of Tyre and God's judgment of that city. I would encourage you to read those. But here in Ezekiel 26, we have a detailed description of the destruction that would t- will take place in the city of Tyre. Remember, Ezekiel's writing this before it happens. Uh, so this is prophecy describing future events uh, that will take place in the city of Tyre. Verse 1 says, And it came to pass in the eleventh year on the first day of the month, that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, because Tyre has said against Jerusalem, Aha, she is broken, who was the gateway of the peoples. Now she is turned over to me. I shall be filled. She is laid waste. Therefore, verse 3, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Tyre, and I will cause many nations to come up against you, as the sea causes its waves to come up. And they shall destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers. Look what it says in verse 4. I will also scrape her dust from her and make her like the top of a rock, meaning just smooth and clear and clean. I'm going to scrape it clean. Again, he's talking about the future destruction of Tyre. And it's a pretty detailed description of what's going to happen to it. The city will be scraped clean like the top of a rock. It shall be a place for the spreading of nets in the midst of the sea. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. It shall become plunder for the nations. Also her daughter villages, which are in the fields, shall be slain by the sword. Tyre planted colony cities around the Mediterranean world. Daughter cities. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will bring against Tyre from the north Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings, with horses, with chariots, and with horsemen, and an army with many people. He will slay with the sword your daughter villages in the fields. He will heap up a siege mound against you, 
build a wall against you and raise a defense against you. He will direct his battering rams against your walls and with his axes he will break down your towers. Because of the abundance of his horses, their dust will cover you. Your walls will shake at the noise of the horsemen because of the size of his army and their chariots and their wagons and chariots. When he enters your gates, as men enter a city that has been breached, with the hooves of his horses, he will trample all your streets. He will slay your people by the sword, and your strong pillars will fall to the ground. So here the Lord gives a very specific prophecy of what will happen to the city of Tyre. And the Lord said he will bring Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, against the city of Tyre and destroy it. And that's exactly what what the Lord did. Now listen, Nebuchadnezzar came with his army and he attacked the city of Tyre and he laid siege to that city, listen, for 13 years. For 13 years. The army of Babylon tried to breach the walls of that city and destroy it. Now, Tyre sits right on the coast of the Mediterranean. It's a port city. And while Nebuchadnezzar and his army were attacking the city for those 13 years, the people inside the city of Tyre fled in ships to an island that sat just a little over a half mile off the coast, just off the coast of Tyre. All the people in that city fled out to this island, a half mile out in the sea, and there they built a fortress city out on this island. And this fortress city, archaeologists tell us, uh, in some places it had walls a hundred feet tall, straight down into the Mediterranean Sea. And they had the Mediterranean Sea surrounding them on all sides on this little island. And Nebuchadnezzar had no way of really laying siege to that island. So after 13 years, he was able to destroy Tyre that was on the mainland, but he couldn't destroy Tyre that was out on the island. And so after 13 years, he gave up and he moved on and he left. So look what it says. So then you have the the city of Tyre on the mainland that Nebuchadnezzar was able to destroy, just as it's described here. But then you had the city that was out on this island, also called Tyre, that was a half mile out in the Mediterranean Sea, and Nebuchadnezzar couldn't attack that city, that part of the city, so he leaves. Now look at verse 12, Ezekiel 26, verse 12. It says, "...they will plunder your riches and pillage your merchandise." They will break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses. Now look what it says. They will lay your stones, your timber, and your soil in the midst of the water. I will put an end to the sound of your songs, and the sound of your harps shall be heard no more. Verse 14. I will make you like the top of a rock. You shall be a place for the spreading of nets, You shall never be rebuilt for the Lord, for I, the Lord, have spoken, says the Lord God. In 332 B.C., Alexander the Great 
is marching along the Mediterranean coast, heading south with his army. He's heading down to Egypt to attack Egypt. He comes to the city of Tyre, which is out on this island, a half mile out in the Mediterranean Sea. And he doesn't want to leave it because if he marches down to Egypt, then the the people, the army, the navy of Tyre is at his flank. So he wants to he wants to wipe out that city of Tyre. He knows the story of Nebuchadnezzar, that Nebuchadnezzar spent 13 years trying to destroy that city out on the island, and he just couldn't figure out how to do it. So Alexander the Great, what he does is he takes the ruins of the city of Tyre that was on the mainland that Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed, and he built a big causeway out of the ruins of Tyre out to the island half mile out in the Mediterranean Sea. He takes the ruins, just as it says here, look at verse 12 again, just as it says, they will lay your stones, your timber, and your soil in the midst of the water. And as it said earlier, where they will scrape the dirt off the city. That's exactly what Alexander the Great did. His army took the stones and the timber and the soil, and they built this causeway out to that island, and it was almost 200 yards wide. You know, it wasn't some little narrow footbridge out to this island. 200 yards wide, two football fields wide. He builds this causeway a half mile out into the Mediterranean Sea, out to the island. It took his army seven months to build this bridge out to the island. And Alexander the Great was able to destroy the island fortress of Tyre. Just as it's described here in Ezekiel 26, taking the stones and the timber and the soil of the city, putting it in the water, scraping the dirt from the city, and using that to build this causeway, they leveled the city. And then just as it says here, It was made like the top of a rock. It was just flattened and wiped out clean. And you shall be a place for spreading nets. And that's what it became, just a place where fishermen could spread their nets out among the rocks. They literally did what Ezekiel 26 predicted. And today, that region of Lebanon, it's just a peninsula that sticks out into the sea, out to what was once the island fortress of Tyre. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. We're so glad you joined Pastor Dan Sexton for his verse by verse study through the book of Isaiah. This extraordinary book is quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament book. Plus, it provides us with the most comprehensive picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. It includes the full scope of his life and ministry, from his virgin birth to his sacrificial death to his resurrection and second coming in glory. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an edition of this program. That website again is calvaryec.com. We'd love to hear from you too and learn how Ring of Truth has blessed you. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. 
Let us know how God is working in your life and if there's anything that we can be praying for during this study of Isaiah. That number again is 410-491-4592. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray the Lord bless and keep you and that your faith is deepened with each passing day. Tune in next time to continue our study of the book of Isaiah right here on Ring of Truth.